trusting myself and my decision making mm -hmm. is key and that's what i struggled with first i would always kind of look for answers and from someone else mm -hmm. which is okay mm -hmm. um but you got to make your own decisions based on what you know what you feel like doing because it's your business your rent your like it's your brand you exactly. know i think the space is beautiful um, i put a lot of work into making it beautiful and modern and kind of on trend of what the people want to see i have a couple of barbers i have tattoo artists i have hairstylists i have a bunch of nail techs i have a lash tech so what are some of the key challenges that you face throughout this process and how did you overcome them i think a lot of it would probably be Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give knowledge, information on how to get to the next level. So today we have a very special guest. I almost called her Sage. Her name is not Sage. It's Olivia Matthews with Sage Salon Suites. She has done an amazing job taking a, a space and really turning it into a one and done shop. But I'm going to leave that as a question mark. I don't want to tell you what that means because she's going to actually give you all of the information. And honestly, I think after she tells you about her salon, you will want to take your, your, yourself, your friends, your children, your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle <laughs> to her suites because it's truly a one and done shop. So without further ado, I want to introduce Olivia Matthews. Hello. Hello. Thank How are you, you for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Perfect. I'm excellent. So awesome. excited to have you here. Excited to be here. I know it was short notice. I appreciate just the quick response, the quick turnaround. You know, the fact that I, I reached out and you truly respond within 30 minutes. Because I read something that says, yeah, typically respond within 30 minutes. And you really did. I'm so you, quick. I'm you quick held true to that. Biz. Yes. <laughs> yes, I get it. I always want to be responsive quickly. So. Absolutely. Of course. So if you don't mind, if you could just give us a brief introduction, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Sure. So um, I own Sage Salon Suites. Um, we're coming up on a year anniversary in February. Um I am also a teacher at Metro Early College. I've been doing that for a couple of months. Um, I went to University of Cincinnati. I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. Um, so I've, I've really been all over the place when it comes to my career. Um, before this, I was in insurance, auto insurance. Um, I went to cosmetology school. Um, didn't get to finish because of the pandemic, but I kind of jump-started the idea of me owning a salon. Um, and then I just so happened to be on YouTube and found um, a YouTube page of a woman that owns a bunch of salon suites and that kicked the idea of owning a salon suite. So did you did you purchase her course? No, I did not. She just has a really, really cool um, YouTube channel. So she'll like um, walk through like someone will follow her with the camera. And she'll walk through all her suites and like answer questions and stuff like that. Mm. But she does have a course. I just chose to use YouTube. <laughs> YouTube University. YouTube University. Okay, yeah. so let's let's go back. So let's talk about the suite, mm -hmm. right? The salon or Sage Salon Suites. Yep. So let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Like okay. all of the different suites you have, all of the different services you offer, mm -hmm. how long you've been in business. I know you want to be modest and humble, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's okay. I do. I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the suites or the space is really big. It's 3,600 square feet um, in Westerville. Okay. I have 15 booths 
and two, I'm sorry, 15 suites and two booths. The two booths are nail booths, so it comes with the like the desk and the two chairs for the nail techs. Um, I have pedicure chairs for the nail techs. Um, the suites, um, I have some that are 130 square feet, and then I have some as little as um, 60 square feet, so they vary. Okay. Um, yeah, the the prices, it, it depends on the size, of course. The lowest is 120 a week, and then the highest is uh, 270 a week. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big space. Uh, I think the space is beautiful. Um, I put a lot of work into making it beautiful and modern and kind of on trend of what the people want to see. So you have barbers, right? Yep. So um, what services do you offer? I have a couple of barbers. I have tattoo artists. I have hairstylists. I have a bunch of nail techs. I have a lash tech. Um, I would like an esthetician. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's all I have. I'm really beauty and wellness focused. That's what I. I have like. to ask. How mm-hmm. old are you? I'm 26. 26. 26. Almost 27. So you're 26, and you have a 3,400 square foot building mm-hmm. with 15 suites. Yeah. And two booths. Yeah. So how did you even get started with that? I mean, if, I mean, did you walk in and was everything already in place or did you have to build everything out? Um, so with, with the space I have now, um, it just so happened to be a salon already. Okay. Um, so I was able to move in and kind of open up, just open up from there. I didn't have to build out. It already had about 10 suites built in okay. um, and in a really big open space. Um, where I started, I, I was pretty lost when I started also. Um, that the woman's YouTube channel, I wish I knew her name exactly so I could just put it out there, but she helped a lot. Like she were to start like from contacting the state to contacting the city. Um, yeah, I don't, it was, it was a lot to deal with. Um, the, the biggest issue was stay in contact with the city when it comes to like zoning and, um, the state board of cosmetology, getting that zone for a salon and everything like that. So was it expensive to get it started? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, the stuff. So when you look at my salon, you see certain things, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the decor, I feel I might've spent, you know, a pretty penny on the decor and making it look nice. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like if you want to keep it simple and basic, no, I don't think it's cost that much. Um, because licensing is a couple hundred. Um, you know, you just need the real basic stuff. If you don't, it, for me, I wanted to provide everything for my tenants or most things. So furniture is already there. They just come in with their items and their decor and they're ready to start. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets pricey. You know what I mean? Buying the furniture and stuff like that. But again, if you're trying to start basic, mm-hmm. it's not, it shouldn't be that much money. So when you started your business, did you already have money saved up to make your investment? No, <laughs> I did not. I had some. Um, but I had investors okay. and I have really nice parents. Uh-huh. Um, and when it came time for me to build out, um, I got a loan Okay. and a line of credit, but startup, I did not have money saved up. So you got a loan and a line of credit mm-hmm. under your name? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, now for those people that don't quite understand sorry i don't that don't quite understand like how the business versus personal work when i started the process of getting the line of credit and getting the loan um i thought it would be in my business's name not under my name and my social Mm -hmm. it is 
under my your it's going to be under your name and under your social um but yeah both are in my name as a um, personal guarantor yes oh, okay yes which was a surprise to me but yeah that's how i, I guess how things go <laughs> so how did you market your business when you first opened the doors social media okay like a ton of social media um and a, a little bit of word of mouth i just you know your vill my village right um spread the word but a lot of instagram and a, the um Boosting the posts help a lot. I still do that. Okay. Yeah. So when everybody everybody that came in, did you give them like a discount when they first started or? Yes. Um, everybody that's in there, they got uh, their first month free. Okay. Yep. So they they just pay their deposit, mm -hmm. which is two weeks, uh, when they sign the lease and they get their first month. Okay. So let's go back. So you mm -hmm. went to school for mm -hmm. criminal justice. Mm -hmm. Why criminal justice? Um, at the time, I wanted to be one of those people that helped the system okay that kind of changed the system um honestly i wanted to be i think it was swat i wanted to be and then uh, i think i changed it to fbi okay i wanted to be one of those people that kicked in the doors uh -oh. um <laughs> then i <laughs> then i realized that um that's that's not i don't i don't want to do that anymore like the system is the system is too far gone like i i'm just gonna do what i can you right. know for me so um, I didn't do anything with that. After I graduated from college, that's when I got into insurance and started doing, like, the investigative stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you were working for a company when you did that, right? Mm hmm Okay. Mm -hmm. So how long were you doing that before you left? Um, Three or four years. Okay. Yeah. So what was next after that? So after that, um, so I got fired from that company um, recently. Okay. And I don't mind sharing that because that's that's where like everything turned. Gotcha. And I'm sorry if I'm like jumping. But no, no, um, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but like well, I got fired from that company in August of this year or twenty twenty three. Okay. And I hated that job. Like it was draining, it was terrible. Kind of like how you're explaining, like it was just way too much on top of me trying to build a business up. Yeah. Like it was too much going on. Okay. I happened to get fired and like everything flipped. Like I was able to focus more on my business. I became a teacher, which I didn't know I would like. Right. No, I kinda love it. Okay. Um and my business just has been going up from there. Like it's just really crazy actually. And I apologize if I'm repeating myself, right? Mm -hmm. So you decided I'm over it. I'm done. You go into teaching. Mm -hmm. Where did the entrepreneurship part come from? My parents. Okay. My parents definitely. Um, I've always known that I wanted to own a business. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. And then that's when I went to cosmetology school and that's where that rolled off. But my parents, they have their daycare on the east side. Okay. Um, they also own a bunch of properties in Dayton. Mm -hmm. um, my dad's a realtor, so they're they're both entrepreneurs at heart. Okay. So that's my brothers and I have were you know we were raised on that. Okay. Like my mom's had the daycare for like fifteen years now, so mm -hmm. I've always seen that. So what are some of the key challenges that you faced throughout this process, and how did you overcome them? Um, I think a lot of it would probably be personal, okay. kind of switching my mindset. Um, I'm still working on that. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of trusting myself and my decision making mm -hmm. is key. And that's what I struggled with first. I would always kind of look for answers and from someone else, mm -hmm. which is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got to make your own decisions based on what you know, what you feel like doing, because it's your business, your run, your, like it's your brand, you exactly. know? Um, so that's what I struggled with, um, most. So you struggled with that, or do you do you currently struggle with it? I struggled with it 
previously. Now I'm doing a lot better. Okay, that's yeah. good. So what, as an entrepreneur, what are some of the things that you struggle with? And I ask because obviously there's a lot of other people mm-hmm. that struggle. Because, you know, we hear mindset, right? Especially over the last couple of years, mindset, mindset. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you break that down, what does that look like in terms of specific examples? Um, for me, it's um, tr- trusting my intuition. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like I'm really good at knowing when things are not going the way they should be going. Okay. Um, so I don't let things get too far before, you know, they, they go down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when my intuition is telling me, Hey, you need to like switch this up, do something Ooh. better. Like don't really trust what they're saying. Then that's when I do it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wait long enough for it to go left because that's when it gets too far down the road. you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Do you mind giving a specific example? Yeah, yeah, and it's going to sound really petty, um, but before we opened up, um, I was kind of flipping the rooms, the rooms that were there. They had carpet. They had something like this in them, Mm -hmm. and when it comes to doing hair, you don't want that. You want, like, flooring so the hair doesn't get stuck in it, Mm -hmm. Um, and I needed to change the base, the trim. And my parents were telling me, you need to pick Cove base there. Mm-hmm. And I did not like Cove base. Like, I thought it was ugly. But my parents were like, no, it's a good idea because it'll be easy to clean up for this and that. And in my head, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. But because my parents said it and because I, I think my parents know all, mm-hmm. which they know a lot. Right. But because I think they know all, let's do Cove base. They put it up. It's hideous. And I hate it. Um so I was like, no, take that out. Right. I want I want trim. I want what I want in the first place, mm. and that's what's going to go there. Mm-hmm. So eventually I got there to that point where I made the decision myself, but I was extremely frustrated with myself that I let somebody else make the decision for me. Like I said, petty situation, but that's like when I knew I had to make decisions for myself. My what business. did you call it again? What? The trim. Um, Cove base. What's that? It's like the it's like the rubber. It's this. Oh, it's rubber okay. base trim. Yeah. Gotcha. They usually put it in like commercial buildings or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of your 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 mindset, what are you doing to to work on that to kind of overcome that challenge? Um, I'm better about going through all the options. Mm-hmm. Um, even the bad ones I guess so I list all my options what would happen if I do any of them and then I just make the decision from there Um, so I now I take a step back I don't make a decision right there Mm -hmm. I take a step back look at all my options and I'll get back to you about it okay so do you write it down yeah okay so you write it down I'm assuming so you can visually see it yes and say okay what are the pros and cons of my decision and Mm -hmm. make an informed decision and be comfortable with your decision-making process. Yes, exactly. Okay. exactly so that. let's talk about like the, the milestones and turning points of your business. When you first opened the doors, and mm-hmm. I ask this all the time, did your clients just flood in? No, they did not. Um, so when I first opened the doors, I had um, I had two girls come in. Like uh, I think grand opening, two girls came in. Mm-hmm. Um, a month in, one girl left. Like her lease was terminated. Um, so I only had one girl for a minute and then a couple more came, but like month one to six, I only had like six, five or six people in there. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, in August, when things switched for my business, that's when I probably got like five or six people in like one month. Okay. So, um, for a long time it was really slow, extremely slow. And that's when I started to sweat. 
Um, Because, you know, it's your first year is when they're expecting you to quit, to be not great. Right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was extremely slow. And then all of a sudden it was extremely fast paced. So you had two tenants when you first started? Yeah. Okay. So then in August of this year Mm -hmm. or last year. 23, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when things picked up. Yes. So how does that work financially? And I say that because that's everyone's concern. Mm -hmm. When I start a business... I want it to be successful, mm-hmm. but I open the doors, I have this huge grand opening, you have people walking through, you feel like there's gonna be success. You don't have the success you want at the beginning, but the bill is still due at the end of the month. Um, plan, so okay. when you're going through your startup, before you open, before you even go look for your space, just plan. Mm-hmm. Um, before you open up for your grand opening, plan even more so when it comes to your bills you got to know what you owe monthly and then times that by like five you know what i mean like overdo it when it comes to the money because like you're saying you never know what what will happen right um so that's what i did i over planned um i knew that in the very beginning it was i was gonna make no money Mm -hmm. so i assumed the the first three four months i was gonna make zero dollars um and then i think i added like two more months of Mm -hmm. expenses after that Mm -hmm. So that, that helped a lot. Okay. Yeah, business plan, very helpful. Gotcha. So, oh, you put together a business plan? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So how thick was your business plan? 20, 30 pages? Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was, I think my financial sheets are longer than my business plan. Okay. Um, business plan is normal, you know what I mean? Um, right. But financial sheets has everything, the breakdown, the budget, all of that, projections. So with your tenants, do you allow them to customize their space? I do. Um, They can paint the walls. They can hang stuff up. Um, I just ask that this stuff is put back when, you know, when they before they move out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when they leave, do you like re-drywall or dry or cover up the holes and repaint it to Mm -hmm. the neutral color? Yes. Okay. Yeah, as best as I can. Mm -hmm. So what sets you apart? First of all, who are your competitors if if you want to? you know, speak on that. You don't mm-hmm. have to if yeah. you want to, of course. Yeah. Um, so my competitor, I'll speak on the bigger ones because, okay. <laughs> um, right. So like Salon Lofts, Sola, uh-huh. um, I think there's one in Gahanna that's really cute, actually. Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, I like to give people their props. They're really cute. Right. Um, but I know I can say that my space looks better than Sola. Okay. I'm not Sola. I'm sorry. Um, Salon Lofts. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is, huge. is, <laughs> I mean, that's what people are telling me. Okay. Again, I'm a very humble person, right. but this is what people are telling me. Okay. Um, my space looks better than theirs. It's welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's open and airy, but it still has a speech, if that makes any sw- mm. any sense. Um, I think that's number one what sets me apart. It's it's welcoming, like, and it's community-based. Like, you can walk in and feel like you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be a part of this community. Mm. Um, I am very hands-on. I'm a very hands-on owner. So you'll see me in there, like, four or five times a week mm-hmm. with salon lofts you probably don't know who the owner is you know of that location exactly um so yeah so how do you deal with conflict between you and your tenants because you know obviously there's going to be someone that'll listen to this and say man if olivia did it at 26 i can do it mm-hmm. but a lot of those people may not have um leadership skills Mm -hmm. or conflict resolution skills. So how do you interact with your tenants, especially if they give you pushback or challenges? Um, I always put respect first. Um, So I give respect regardless. 
Um, so that's number one. I think when respect is given, it's everything is kind of leveled out, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I like to listen to all sides of the story. So I'll, listen to, I'll hear you out, mm-hmm. but here's what it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I also like to put myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Like they're frustrated for a reason, you know? Um, and I'm a pretty mild-mannered person, so I kind of try to keep it there. I don't okay. try to go over that um, because that's when people get set off. So just respect is a really big thing for me. Okay. Yeah. How did you, How does your education and your background play into your role as a CEO? Mm. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if there's any connection with that. Um, college. College was college. Okay. Um, I'm glad I have my degree because it's given me opportunities. Um, but maybe that's all it's done for me personally. I can. Only, college is awesome for certain people, but mm-hmm. I think that's all it's done for me is give me opportunities. You know what I mean? Which is big. Right. Absolutely. Um, but if I would have known different. I would have started at cosmetology school straight out of high school. And then who knows where I would have been mm-hmm. down that path. But I wouldn't have gone to college because that's just not for me. Right. Um, but opportunities and networking. So and what about more. your professional background? Has that helped you at all? No. No? Okay. It's just there. It was It was just paying the bills. Okay. That's fine. Gotcha. So you're a teacher, right? Yes. Okay. So how do you teach and run a business? It's such tough. a successful business. It's tough. Okay. It's really tough. Um, but teachers, uh, we have a decent schedule. So when your kids have spring break, so do we. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had two weeks off for winter break, like nothing. We still got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, summer break's coming up. That's three months doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know. So that I'm excited about. I can still get paid because I'm a teacher, but I'll be doing my business. But right now while we're in class or in session, it's tough. Okay. Um, I get off at two forty-five, three, and I'll go to my salon. Okay. Um, it's just part of doing business, you know. So how do you put out fires and manage your space when you're at work? Um, I or when you're teaching? I have I have my phone on me, my business phone. Um, yeah. my um manager, her name is Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a nail tech at nail tech at Sage, and she handles like day to day things that she can that she can handle without contacting me. Okay. Um, so if it's an emergency, she'll call my personal line. That's when I know it's an emergency. But other than that, she'll be able to handle it. So you hired someone to manage the property when you're not there? Not necessarily hired. She was, um, so the two women that I mentioned in the beginning that my grand opening, they came in the same day. She's one of the girls that came in. So she's been there since the beginning. So she's seen up and down. Um, and I think a couple weeks in, she was like, can you mentor me? Because this is dope. Like, she's saying the same thing. Like, you're 26. You've done all of this by yourself. Like, I need to know more. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm one of those people where I'll I'll give information if you ask for it. I, I don't want your money. None of that. There's mm-hmm. too much money out here in the world for me to withhold my information, you know. Right. So she asked me to be her mentor. I said yes. And um, she's responsible and mature for her age. So I feel comfortable with letting her kind of handle things. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever consider taking any other mentees under your wing? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Just curious about that. So yeah. are you entertaining like ebooks or courses to teach what you know? Um, ebooks, definitely. I did I have started to draft that. Um 
courses, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, right now, probably not because of my schedule mm-hmm. and things I'm trying to plan in the near future. Uh, but I definitely do want to put what I know out there because there's it's so much, you know. Right. So when you open the doors, let's go back to that for a second. Mm-hmm. What's some of the challenging, get dirty work you had to do in the beginning that you weren't used to? Um, like hands-on stuff, physical stuff. Yeah. Um, I do all of that. Like I'm my own handy woman. Um, things I've never done before, like put down flooring. I know how to put down flooring now, change wow. out um, lights. I know how to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. All that's little stuff I just know how to do now because of I don't want to pay someone else to do it (laughs) right so when it came to design and decor Mm. first of all I love your decor I mean it's beautiful thank you like looking at that you would think that you did it somewhere else Mm -hmm. and you just took that same concept and plugged it in over here like this is your third or fourth time Mm -hmm. doing it that's how beautiful the space is and I really mean that seriously appreciate it thank you thank you so how did did you go on like Pinterest or something to get the design (laughs) okay I have a whole board it's called Sage okay I have a whole board yes and HGTV Ah. I love HGTV TV. Okay. But yeah, that's where all my inspiration came from. Got it. Yeah. So give us a success story. Which whatever success like that success story that's at the top of your mind when people ask you about the success of your business, it's always that one story you want to share. Um, this happened recently, like this weekend. Um, there is a girl I won't drop her name, but if okay. if this is posted, she'll know who I'm talking about. Okay. She owns she owns another salon suites in Columbus, um, and she reached out to me. Um, I've seen her business when I started to open. I saw her advertisement on social media, but I was mm. like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I'm not going to say anything. She reached out to me over the weekend and um, sent like a paragraph and was like, I love what you're doing with your business. Like it's beautiful. Um, so many compliments that's huge it's it's, it was crazy like i even started to cry it was crazy um and she wanted to basically be a business friend like to learn from each other um and so i said i sent back thank you so much like that kind of stuff of course we can be friends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and the second paragraph um she said that um my business stood out like my salon suite stood out compared to everyone else and that like really hit here because you know, you, you put so much work and time into your business and for someone else to see that and to say those things and mean it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Right. Um, so I think that's a pretty big success story for me. It's just like people are seeing the work that I'm putting in, right. you know. Especially someone in the same line of business. Exactly. Yes. Where, where you would think we're competitors. But like I said, there's too much money in this industry for mm. uh, for me to be gatekeeping what I know. Exactly. You know? So. so why are you so comfortable with giving people the cheat code and the information on how to excel in the business? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think I'm just a pretty open person. Okay. Um, when I started out, there were things that I wish I, like someone would tell me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I guess I just want to be that person. Like you want to make money too. And you want to be in this industry. You want to help the beauty professionals. Um, here's how you can do it. And I, I know a little bit, you know, so there's nothing wrong with me giving that information. Okay. You know, I'll make, I'll make my money and I'll be good elsewhere. It's not me withholding information is not going to, you know, hurt. I don't know. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Okay. So when it comes to trends in your industry, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'm not too familiar with the industry, so how do you stay up to date on different trends, or do you allow your tenants to kind of take over that creativity when it comes to trends? Because, of course, you have barbers, you have stylists, so I'm assuming they stay up to date on their trends, but do you, do you think you would ever have to shift your space at any point in terms of the services you offer? Um, the services, yes. Okay. There are some things that are coming up now, like uh, permanent jewelry. That's becoming a thing. Mm. Um, so one of my nail techs, she already does that. Okay. But, you know, I'll probably let someone come in and do permanent jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to services, I allow in there. Yes, that'll change. Um, technology is changing all the time. Um, I, I want to add that more into my salon space. Um, technology? Yeah. So, um, so right now my space has, like, for example, on the front door, there is a pin code so they can come in 24 7 they have their own code they can create their own hours mm -hmm. um so that's one way but it's not as high tech as i would like it to be so i might update that okay um currently they're just regular doorknobs on the door i mm -hmm. want them to have the fingerprint doorknobs mm -hmm. that might come here soon okay um stuff like that um i want to offer walk-ins mm -hmm. for whoever wants to offer walk-ins and i i want to have a pad that does that so you know Random technology stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about setbacks and failures. Mm -hmm. Anything that you can think of here recently where, okay, you started off, you have two tenants, August, you kind of like catapult up to where you're at 85% capacity. Mm -hmm. Since August, what failures of, or setbacks have you experienced? Um, losing tenants. Um so yeah i've I've gained a lot, but I've lost a couple okay um and when I say lost like they their leases were terminated okay um that's that's a really big setback, especially when I was nearing breaking even and then I lost one, and that put me below breaking even mm -hmm. um that really hurts, you know what I mean when you're that close and you're like, yes, and then something happens, you're like, no right <laughs> um yeah that's that's a really big setback okay um again that financial stuff you know you're breaking even and you're doing well paying your bills and then someone leaves and now you're like all of a sudden i'm not paying my bills mm -hmm. you know yeah so what was that interaction like when you have to terminate you know your um what do you call it tenants your tenants yeah um or the contract that's yeah, what i was thinking oh lease yeah, yeah yeah um it's it makes me sad it really does because each time i had to terminate their lease they they had a story, you know what I mean? Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. um, and their stories were really sad. But at the end of the day, if we're being technical, it's just about business. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but I don't want to be what I feel like is a business monster, mm -hmm. you know, but I still have to be a businesswoman. Right. So I do what I can to the to the max. But mm -hmm. after that, like, I can't do much more, you know. So that's that's kind of what hurts. It's like, I want to help, but that's not I'm not in business to, you know, help forever, technically, right. you know, so... What would you say it would take, if you don't mind disclosing this, right? The amount of money someone should put to the side or what type of financing do you think they would need to start something similar to yours? Um, an amount of money, I don't have an exact number. That's okay. A couple, couple tens of thousands, I would say. Okay. Um, just because to get into the, the space you want, you know, there's the fees that come with that. They usually want like maybe two months of rent um, and then furniture, stuff like that. Um, 
funding, I would go with a business line of credit. Mm -hmm. So that's a credit card, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I would get that first just for backup. You know, so those times when you're a little short on Mm -hmm. your electricity bill, you can use that real quick. Of course, it's credit, so be careful with credit. Right. Um, (laughs) But that's a really good option. And a loan, if if you want to do that, Mm -hmm. Um, ECDI is who I have my loan through. Okay. Um, Small business um, lender. They're really really dope i would go through them if you're looking for a loan but line of credit business loan and then you know a couple couple tens of thousands for a startup okay Mm -hmm. so when someone moves out of your space you immediately go in and paint and patch up the wall and you do it all yourself yeah or i have one of my friends or something come help me but yeah i try not to contact a contractor if i don't have to okay yeah so do you have any other do you have a payroll at all, or it's just you, it's right? It's just me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming your property manager, mm-hmm. you give her like a discount on her her suite. Or I something do. Like yeah. That. Um, I think. Yeah. I won't say how much because I don't want. Right. You know. But right. yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> okay. I definitely do. So let's talk about expansion. Yeah. Do you have any plans to expand? Absolutely. Um, the the biggest goal is I want to be as big as salon lofts. Okay. You know, they're everywhere. Right. Um, next step for me right now is I want to be on the east side. Um, so that's coming here soon. So okay. <laughs> keep an eye out. Yeah. Really? How yeah. soon? I'm it, probably within the year. Wow. Within the year. We're yeah. That's huge. It's great it's crazy the growth I've had. Okay. Or Sage has had so Do you already have a location in mind or? Yeah. Okay. Well we're seeing where that goes. Okay. I don't I'm not sure though. You gotcha. know, the things that I've learned so far is kind of like I know where not to go, mm-hmm. what not to do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, exciting stuff. I think is going to come here in 24. Okay. Yeah. So you're already looking for a space that has, you know, suites already built out, or not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a bonus. Um, I kind of try to stay with spaces that are already salons, though, um, because when it comes to the city. It, that that process already takes a long time. So if it's already a salon, I don't have to go through that whole process. Right. Yeah. That's true. Do you have any children? No. Okay. Just three dogs. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So with you being so busy between your business and work, mm-hmm. how do you balance the two, your business and your personal life? Um, I'll be honest with you. Right now, I'm kind of struggling um, with staying organized and having a balance, personal, work, business. Um so I'm I'm not sure. I don't know if I can give you an answer. I try. There's some days that I try to carve out of my week where I'm not doing anything. You okay. know, like a Sunday, I won't do anything. Like my phone will be off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Do which you is believe not in good. balance? Yes. Okay. I need it. Okay. Everybody needs it. I'm just struggling with finding it. The the reason I ask because a lot of entrepreneurs say there's no such thing as balance. Mm. But something that I've heard recently is there's truly no such thing because sometimes you can put eight hours into your work. Sometimes you may have to put 16-hour days in. Mm. But what I did hear that makes a lot of sense is prioritizing. Mm -hmm. You know, just like we prioritize our day when it comes to our business, when we set aside that time for business, we set aside the same time for family, the same time for friends, Mm -hmm. and just truly devote that time to them. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's helpful? Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Just curious. I agree with that. So I don't know if this is too soon to talk about it, right? But mm-hmm. let's talk about your exit, right? Mm-hmm. It's never too early to think about the exit strategy or retirement. Have you already thought that through? 
Like, what can you do today that will prepare you for your exit however many years from now? Um, I have thought about it, not in depth because, you know, I just started out. But the goal is to build a better a, a better life, a good life for my kids that I want to have in my family. Okay. So whatever I need to do to get to that point is what I'm trying to do now. Um, so retirement, I, I want a completely passive income. Like, I... I want to spend time with my grandkids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, st- I still want Sage to be a thing 30, 40 years from now, but I don't want to be working it, you know what I mean? Um, so that's that's really the goal. I don't I don't really want to work, and I know everybody says that, but right. I don't. I want my business to be working for me, not me working for my business, you know what I mean? So that's like, true. You don't want to be an employee in your business. Yes, exactly. Where did the name Sage come from? Oh, my gosh, someone just asked me that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was on the Internet looking for names. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm into plants and flowers and stuff. Like I have it tattooed. So I just, I guess maybe searched up plants and I was like, sage sounds right. And then, you know, you kind of sage your spot when you're for clarity and whatnot. So thought that okay. was, yeah. So do you have like a set number that you want to hit or a set number of sweets or a set dollar amount that you want to hit before you start your life as in a family? Um, a set number, not necessarily, I don't think. It's okay. not like I need to hit a million dollars before I start my family. It's kind of like whenever I feel like I can live comfortably, okay. that's when I'm like ready to start. So I guess it could be a number if I really sat down and thought about it, you okay. know what I mean? But right now, no, it's just whenever I can pay my bills and live comfortably, that's when I want to do that. Okay, yeah. um, that makes sense. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, mm. you're kind of new to it. But being that you are new to it and you've built an amazing space, what's some advice that you would give to, so three levels. Mm-hmm. We're going to say the aspiring entrepreneur, okay. the new one, and the existing. Okay. So I'll, I'll start with existing. Um, advice I can give to you is... Mm, I guess just keep doing it. Like, just keep, that's really cliche, but like, (laughs) like something yesterday was a really tough day for me um, Uh with work and business. And um, I just like, just think about what you're doing this for really, I guess Mm -hmm. again, very cliche, but keep that in mind because you're not doing this for no reason. Like you have some type of passion there or whatever your reasoning is. Just keep thinking about that. Um, And that, that'll kind of, that should drive you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, new entrepreneurs, um, make smart decisions. <laughs> make them now, like in the beginning. Okay. Um, if you start off the, on the wrong foot, that's always going to lead you down the wrong path. So you want to make the right decisions. Um, trust your intuition um, in the beginning so you can build off of that when you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and aspiring entrepreneurs, um, just obviously do it responsibly but just just do it okay again um don't wait too long you know define make smart decisions what do you mean by that if you had to add a description to that what would that mean you know that 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 um kind of depends on who the person is of course okay um but like i was describing earlier 
list your pros and cons mm-hmm. um, and then make the best decision from that based on what you feel, who you are and everything like that, you know. So that's a smart decision to me. So I have everything. I know all the information I need to know or I can know and whatever I choose is the best decision for me. I want to thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to provide knowledge, information, and education on how to get to the next level. And we'll see you next time.